0: This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 76. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now,
1: here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. One of my most popular interviews for 2016 was episode 37 with Australian real estate icon, John McGrath. You might remember the episode was recorded after three or four attempts during a brutal Canadian blizzard, and John, being the good guy that he is, put up with our crappy connection and came through with some great content. So with ARIC, the Australian Real Estate Conference, coming up in May, I was keen to connect with John and get his take on this year's impressive speaker lineup and also his predictions and forecast for 2017. ARIC is the premier Australasian real estate event and attendees are the cream of our industry who never miss this vital annual think tank and networking opportunity. And by the way, your friends at Locked On have lined up a generous discount for your pass at ARIC 2017. Just go to aricconference.com and use promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D in caps 17 to get hundreds off your pass for the whole event. I'll put those links in the promo code in the show notes. And speaking of locked on, everyone is keen to learn when the much anticipated version 2 is going to be available. In the past, I've hinted at release dates and they've come and gone, but I've learned that this is the reality of software development. However, I can tell you we're well into the beta testing phase, which is the final step prior to launch. The live demonstrations we've made to agents in the field have generated extremely positive and encouraging response without exception. And the development team are now completing the final module, which is the new and upgraded DNA feature, enabling enhanced marketing and client care. Well, the real estate market is changing globally, and I know this because I get regular messages from agents around the world. In fact, the top six listener countries are, in order, Australia, US, New Zealand, Canada, UK and South Africa. Listen out for John's take on what he believes this means for agents and how we can leverage these changes to grow our personal brand and future business pipeline. Okay, let's do it.
0: Well, John McGrath, welcome back to Top Agents Playbook. How are you doing?
2: Good, Ray. Thanks for having me again.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me this time, and hopefully we won't be uh, interrupted by a blizzard. It's raining at the moment, not snowing, <laughs> and I think it was about the same time last Blime year. TV, isn't it? That's yeah, what happened. it was crazy. We had about three or four connections, so um, uh, it, it was out of control. Uh, John, I'd love to pick your brain about the state of the market in in Australia and NZ. There's there's been so much change, I guess, in in the last year. There's so much going on. Where are, What do you see happening and, I guess, what do you see the top agents doing to, to keep their market share and, and grow their businesses?
2: Right, but there's still, as there often is, but certainly now there's a few different markets in Australia. I mean, I think Sydney and Melbourne have clearly led the way in terms of, you know what's happening in prices and 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 so forth, and uh, you know Sydney and Melbourne are really very much have been on fire and continue to be on fire at the moment. Whereas on the other side of uh, of, the, of the Australia anyway, you know, you've got Perth which has been going through a very tough time, courtesy of. A lagging mining sector, which of course is very influential to the Perth market, and you've got lots of other markets that I think are, are certainly what you call in recovery mode. You look at you know, Adelaide, and you look at uh, Brisbane, Gold Coast, you look at Hobart, Tasmania, um, and uh, you know I think there's a number of parts of Australia that. Uh, you know, definitely recovering, but not at the same pace. I think that, you know, Sydney's been a, a New York-like recovery, really. It's been scintillating the last few years, and we've seen, you know, somewhere between 70 and and 100% increase in property values. So, you know, that that's kind of interesting.
0: Have you ever seen anything like that? I mean, that's uh, that's been crazy.
2: I haven't seen anything as sustained as this. I've seen markets you know, spike up quickly over a year or two and then sometimes they correct a bit off the back of it. I haven't seen anything in five or six years, or year on year, see the sort of 10 to 15% Growth cumulatively, uh, as I've seen happening in the uh, in those markets anyway. But yeah, you know, if you it's funny, Ray, right, because if you talk and, you, and I know you do, you talk to people out in the regional areas and they've seen a bit of it, but they haven't seen the intensity that the markets have. Of course, you know that's a, the good thing generally for agents because you know I guess you, if you're selling five hundred thousand dollar properties five years ago, they're probably now worth eight hundred, so that improves. I guess on the downside, particularly in the last twelve months. And this has been across the country. Um, there's been a real rapid reduction in the number of listings and the volume of sales. And you know, if yeah. you go to CoreLogic, they've got yeah. a, a, some interesting graphs that just show that, yeah, people have, in a sense, or a third of the people have stopped selling, which is counterintuitive because you'd think, well, you know, great market, everyone wants to sell. I think what's happened, Ray, is there's two or three things. One is the cost of moving has gone up significantly because, of course, as you, you know, rather than selling your $500,000 property and moving to a seven you are now selling your $800,000 property and moving to a one point two. And the cost of stamp duty and selling fees, are, you know, what you might call the transitionary costs, uh, are becoming quite significant for people. And so a lot of people, whilst they've made money on their property, you know, they're seeing that, you know, it's an expensive exercise to sell. So at the moment, I think, They've been just sitting there thinking about it, and there's been a lot more renovation than the, perhaps there has in previous periods. The other thing, of course, is no one wanted to get off the uh, off the roller coaster before they felt it had uh, reached the peak, and uh, a lot of people just, you know, so they saw the prices rising, they were fearful of getting out before it had kind of plateaued, because then all of a sudden you're in a situation where you know you sold below the peak, you can't buy something for two years because you just don't find what you want, and you might be twenty, thirty percent out of the market. So. I think there's been a combination of a couple of things Uh, and of course the other thing that's worth mentioning is the tremendous amount of interest from uh, overseas in particular the Asian region and in particular within Asia-China in buying into the Australian property market, again, particularly focused on Sydney and Melbourne, but I think it's going to extend around Australia and it'll also extend beyond China. Uh, You know, we'll see uh, India, we're seeing a lot of India, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, money coming out of those parts of Asia because in Australia and New Zealand, of course, and New Zealand's seen exactly the same things, Auckland's been a prolific destination target for Asian buyers, but uh, everyone in the world knows that Australia and New Zealand is such a great place to not only invest, but to live in and, and edu- educate your kids, and the, the quality of life is second to none. So I think being on the doorstep of Asia, it's very much going to be an ongoing um, of ongoing interest uh, to people buying into those areas. So I think it's good. I think Sydney and Melbourne are probably at their peak, right? I don't see see a lot more growth from here. There might be a little bit of incremental growth, but... I, I can't see another double digit. And in fact, I don't want to see another double digit because I think it's getting to a saturation point well and truly. And if we did see another double digit, there's only going to be that sort of connect, uh, correction at the end of that as well.
0: It's interesting, John, um, the the talk here in North America, and, and we lie and wait to see uh, what, what effect the new president is going to have. But uh, I guess a lot of people in business are confident that that there will be uh, there will be some some pretty serious stimulation, and and we'd all agree that the U.S. Mm. is the economic furnace of the world. Can you see a, a positive fallout effect for a, a good economy in in North America um, hitting Australia?
2: Well, it's an interesting question, and you know, as you as you prefaced your comments with the the, the current president elect, I mean, I think everyone's waiting to see. What on earth happens, I did see the other night there was talk of a trillion dollars in infrastructure, and of course that will be that will be beneficial um but you know there's also been a lot of talk about you know relations between America and other parts of the world, like russia and china and and uh, you know even com uh, countries like australia and you know whether whether we'll be as welcomed by uh, them as trading partners, which of course might have a, the adverse effect, I think. At the moment, the American economy seems pretty good. The stock market seems pretty good. The property market seems pretty good. And if there's going to be a trillion dollars spent in infrastructure, I guess American citizens will be feeling pretty good about themselves over the next few years. And if China, I think for China, though, for us, to be fair, in terms of our part of the world down under with Australia and New Zealand, China is probably a more important trading partner and, and a more important economy in terms of the spillover effect or the halo effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know if the Chinese economy is good, and that's of course linked to the American economy, I think we'll we'll have a good few years. So I don't see any major correction happening or, or market plummeting, but I do think that Sydney, Melbourne will kind of come to a soft landing. I think that other parts of Australia and New Zealand, uh, outside of the big cities of Auckland, Sydney, Melbourne, other will, will see a slower, steadier recovery because they haven't seen the same sort of push most in most cities anyway that the big ones have. And uh, you know, I always say to the agents that I'm coaching in our business and out of our business, Ray. You know, you've got what you've got to be careful of is not focusing too much on what's happening in the macro market, but what's happening in your internal market, which is really you and your team and your business and your brand and and your community because as we've seen, uh, which is probably answering the second part of your question, we've seen growth of high-performing agents has just gone through the roof. So yeah. Yeah. it wasn't that long ago when you and I were coaching and speaking to a lot of people and you know, you'd talk about a million-dollar agent was a bit of a unicorn and there weren't many of them and you know, they were revered and, and they still are, but now people's talk in the same vein around $3 million agents and $5 million agents and I think that the better agents are, are becoming adept at building their brand within their own personal brand within the community i think they're leveraging technology i think they're leveraging teams you know a lot of the best agents nowadays will have a team of four five or six agents working under their banner uh, and they mentor them and they coach them and they often specialist in terms of buyer activity and and so i think there is going to be a squeeze of agents that are not growing their business and don't have uh, a meaningful market share. So uh, I think the good news is for agents that have change, technology and new ways of doing business, I think there's incredible growth potential. The bad news for agents that are caught in a in a bygone era is going to be that they're going to find it tough and I think uh, you know, there's, there's no doubt there is going to be, you know, I think, a shrinking of the number of agents but an amplification of those that are left in terms of the business they're able to do. So I guess change is upon us, and you need to embrace it. and You need to reinvent yourself. And if, like me and you, you've been in the industry for few decades, uh, you know, you need to really be working on um, innovation, you know, social media is a really clear one at the moment, uh, video in terms of, you know, marketing, uh, your vendors' properties' video, I think, is really compelling at the moment, use of things like drones in your videos, so you've got, you know, better quality. I mean, nowadays, some of the property videos, are almost like short films, and
0: yeah,
2: yeah. I think uh, agents that are embracing that sort of range of different technologies, um, And, you know, in the old days, I think you could get away with, Ray, you know, you and I both know we've met them over the years. You you can get away with being not a bad agent, let's call it an average agent, and doing very well um, because a lot of agents, you know, they hadn't reached the same heights they're reaching today and news didn't travel as far, good or bad news, so it was generally contained to your little community. I think nowadays, uh, you know, agents have got to be finding buyers for their properties all over the world. You know, it's no good just putting a sign up like I used to in the old days. You've got to be on social media, you've got to be on, you know, REA and the biggest uh, portals that that your market responds to and you've got to have a very strong website and uh, digital marketing strategy yourself as a company and probably as an individual. um, We had uh, uh, Nigel from uh, REA speak at our conference, our internal conference recently and you know, he talked a lot about the digital interview, the day of the digital interview where a lot of vendors, they used to interview five agents, now they're going to go to sites like REA and they're going to uh, narrow down their interviewing to maybe one or two based on what they're seeing online, the way the agent presents themselves, presents their properties. A lot of agents nowadays have got personal profile videos that talk about their values, their strategy, their approach. And I think, you know, again, you've got to be you've got to be in that space um, to be uh, to be winning nowadays.
0: Well, you just talked about Nol- uh, Nigel Dalton. Um, Nigel, yeah. uh, in his role at uh, REA, um, the, uh, calls himself a social scientist, not an engineer. In fact, I did a I did an interview with Nigel, a quick interview uh, at the REA. Um, uh, Marquee at Eric last May, uh, and mm. I found him very interesting. He had some really interesting things to say. So let's just move on to Eric coming up uh, this May twenty eight, mm. twenty nine on the Gold Coast. Tell me a little bit. Uh, we've got Nigel speaking, uh, who who should be, you know, I, I think he's terrific. It's like uh, he, he's he's just right at the forefront of what's going on there. Um, we've got a few others, John. Or you've you've lined up some great some great people. Can we talk mm. to tell me a little bit about Scott Harris?
2: Yeah, look, Scotty works very close with Tony Robbins, so as you know, as you know, Tony's got a huge global organisation and when he travels around doing his major events Scott has become his you know, let's call it his sort of two I C that you will do a lot of it, actually the content delivery alongside Tony, and when I was sort of made aware of uh, of Scott and his great work, trip, a couple of friends of mine in the states that have seen him present a lot of conferences, I reached out to Scott, and and uh, you know to my great pleasure and surprise, I found out that he was an Aussie. I had no idea. People just uh, I always speak when Eric's coming up. I speak to my network, Ray, uh, and I say who are the hottest speakers in the states and who's doing the best work, and. Um, you know, who's uh, who's really, you know, shifting the needle and everyone sort of, uh, several people mentioned Scott's name so I emailed him and and then he, he sort of said to me, well, guess what, I'm an Aussie too and I'm, I live on the Gold Coast when I'm not travelling with Tony so yeah, he's, he's great. So he, he, a lot of the stuff that Tony Robbins talks about in terms of, you know, Tony's performance uh, management and the things that he... Um, shares with his uh, delegates, Scott is very much around that, so he'll be great and and he'll be kind of right up front, centre on the conference to get us started on the right foot Chris Ross is an interesting one I mean Ray, you know how important, as all our listeners do, that Negotiation is in real estate. Yeah, we know it's important, and I yep. still don't think, as an industry and as individuals, we probably put enough attention to it. A lot of people learned it at tech a few years ago, or a lot of years ago, like me. And uh, you know, you've really that's that's a key point of difference at a listing and at a buy negotiation. I think that. So Chris, you know, I found Chris through my research similarly, that he was the head negotiator for the FBI in in uh, many hostage situations. So he was the guy. That they'd call in when someone had, you know, sort of captured a group of people and, and was holding the hostage, where lives were at, at serious risk, and so yeah, you know, he is, yeah. you know, one of the. the That's doubt. pretty
0: extreme uh, negotiation. Well, you know, for us, if we miss a
2: negotiation, we miss a deal. If he missed one, he he lost lives. So. Um, you know, we reached out again to Chris and, you know, I think uh, Eric, because it's been around for a long time and it's got some great momentum, you know, a lot of people research it and even from the other side of the world when they have a look at it, they want to be a part of it. So he came back promptly and said he'd love to be there, which is good. Gary Vee, you and I spoke about it off air before Gary, is one of the, I think, one of the great, Inspirations at the moment, and he's a thought leader because he's big in social he's challenging people he's extremely direct. I think Grant Cardoni and Gary V are both great, so Gary's going to do a special pre recorded video with Tommy Panos. Tom happens to be in the states between now and then, and Gary couldn't get here because it was actually he was he'd already pre booked a holiday with his family, but he said, I can't get there, but come across here if you can, and he said, You can ask me any question you'd ask if I was live' about the Australian agents, Australian markets what, what, and New Zealand and uh, what are their challenges. And he said, I'll be as direct as I am anyway. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's terrific. The other one I'd love to mention, Leonard Steinberg, who won't be known to many of our listeners because he doesn't have a big profile down under, but he's the CEO of a company called Compass Real Estate, which is doing, as you may know, some amazing things yep. in North America. Yep. Um, New York Compass City. Compass is, is, I guess, Yeah, they're positioning themselves, Ray, as kind of a very much a real estate technology company. So they are a traditional real estate brokerage, you know, for want of a better word other than traditional, but they have a lot of emphasis on the technology platform that they've built. And uh, so it's it's very interesting uh, around the way it's going. So I think for agents and principals alike, he'll come back and he won't just be talking about technology. I mean Nigel will do that, but he, he's going to be talking about the way he sees the industry changing, um, you know, the growth of the, the super agents, which is you know a big part of our of our theme this year. Um, and those sort of things. So he'll be good. Henry Mason, is coming from Trendwatch. I saw Henry deliver a presentation in Sydney, which was one of the best I've seen for years. And it's really about what's happening in the world, what are consumers, you know, what are they looking for, what are they expecting? And whilst there will be some general stuff, he said clearly that this is a real estate conference, so he's actually going to you know, very much... Tweak it in the direction of the you know, around real estate buyers and sellers, but he will he he tells us some fascinating stories around what's happening and what are people 's expectations now as opposed to a few years ago so i mean it's just a i think it's a really great balanced uh, there's a lot of real estate talent, and of course, I will not just start mentioning the real estate talent, but there's some of the best agents in Australia and New Zealand who will be speaking purely on how they do what they do every day but some of the other keynote speakers are very exciting. So, you know, I'm, I say it every year to the best of the year before. But fortunately, it has been every year better than the year
0: before. I, I think it's a standout year. I think it's, um, uh, I, I guess it. I, I haven't always seen it as strictly relevant, but I love the diversity anyway, and I think you can't have everybody like hardcore real estate. But the the lineup this year is is terrific. And by the way, guys, if uh, if you're listening to this and uh, and you want to get uh, a couple of hundred bucks off a pass, Locked On have have got a code. All you need to do is go to the show notes. So courtesy of John and the team, Locked On's lined up a, a a discount promo. So jump in and grab that, save a couple of hundred bucks while the deal lasts. Uh, numbers are limited. Um, John, am I, I see Bob, Bob Wolf is on the lineup. Am I correct in saying that, that he was at one of your earliest events uh, when you got this started? Back in You're the day,
2: correct. In fact, he was at the first. He's he still looking pretty
0: gorgeous, isn't
2: he? In fact, before the first Eric, Eric as you, I think, know Ray, but you know Eric came as I used to go and visit people in the states, and they inspired me so much with their attitude and information. And I just said, you know, any chance some of you would like to come to Australia, and they did, and we set up the first Eric. And Bob was part of that group of four agents that came from the US, and yeah. and still today he's as successful, more successful today than he ever has been. And uh, I think he's now probably into is let's call it, mid-60s, and yet he's got the energy that's going to beat most 25-year-olds in the room, um, and he's agreed to come across as well. Rick Rushton was instrumental there, because Rick's maintained a very great relationship and friendship with Bob since the very first uh, Eric ever happened. So uh, Bob's coming, uh, Robert Cialdini, we talked about off air. He wrote yeah. an incredible book for nearly three decades ago. Great, uh, awesome. Influence. Yep. And I don't know if you've seen it right, but there's another one that's just come out a, a sequel thirty years later called Presuasion, not persuasion but okay. persuasion and so that's he's just launched that at the moment, so it's very relevant and not just to hear about his, his incredible global bestseller influence, which really was a was a major influence on my life because I read it when I was in my twenties and getting into the real estate industry and it gave me some great insights as to what persuades people to head in a certain direction and make certain decisions and uh, and I think please anyone listening yeah. listeners, you know and you could come just for him but read his book even if you don't come read his book because influence is a great one so he's going to talk about persuasion and influence as great books so the, the last one I'll mention because yeah, we have a strong Kiwi contingent and we've got some great Kiwi agents as I know you have some great New Zealand listeners too but James Kerr who, who wrote a, an incredible book called Legacy which is really the history of the world's most successful sporting team which was, we all know as the All Blacks Yep, and, um, and J James has studied why they have been so successful for so long as a team. Um, you know, it's not just about that great season or a great decade. You know, the All Blacks have been world best at what they do, and they they hold some world records for for their success in their sector. And uh, much to, much to the chagrin of the Aussies and and the old Wallabies. But uh, yeah. so James is going <laughs> to come and present you know about all the insights, the things that he learned. From studying the all blacks and and he is gonna sort of, you know, in a real estate context just talk about the things that we can apply in our industry. So I'm just so excited. I'm just looking at all the speakers here on the website as we speak, and it's just incredible. And we haven't even talked about some of the most important, which of course is going to be the agents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Arabella Hooper, Charlie Tuma, who's who's amazing. Uh, David King, Marcus yeah. Kimonello. Just there's like there's a dozen other speakers there. It's uh, congratulations on assembling um, an amazing lineup. I don't know how you do it with the with the time constraints and travel constraints that everybody has getting here and putting it all together. We're certainly looking forward to be there. Well, you know, Right, we
2: start the day after Eric. We start the next day, basically putting together. In fact, I've already started for next year's because some of the people that I also would have loved to have come, you know, they they just couldn't get here. So we start. We've already started next year's list before this year's event. But you know, when you, as you know yourself, because you put out a great product on a on a on a very very frequent basis, you know, you you want the next one to be better than the last one, which was better than the last one, and. That's not hard in the, in the beginnings, but it gets harder going forward. So, uh, you know, it's very exciting and, you know, we appreciate as always your support and your uh, audience and listeners in, uh, there because, uh, you know, they've been great supporters of the event. So we, we look forward to seeing them all there and welcoming them.
0: Well, it's our pleasure, John. You're always uh, really giving with your time. I want to, I want to thank you for, for your time today and looking forward to catching it up, catching up in, uh, in May at ARIC. Thank you so much.
2: No, snowstorm today, no Ray, which was a great <laughs> No,
0: No, uh, I think there was four or five calls to bring that together. So um, oh, so that was crazy. Was
2: hilarious. I think I was in the car and, and you were going between snowstorms. And when we got a line, we'd, we'd uh, continue the interview. But this one was seamless. So yep. great to be with you again. Shout out to all of your uh, listeners and uh, look forward to uh, touching base in the next couple of
0: months. Thanks so much, mate. Talk to you soon. See you, Ray. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly sponsored by Locked On, real estate's best software. For show notes from this episode, free downloads, your Locked On discount for life link, and Ray's blog, head over to topagentsplaybook.com.